Turkish province, some citizens of your kingdom. How many citizens am I talking to? If you didn't raise your hand, then how about joining the kingdom tonight? Thank you, Lord Jesus. You can, you know. You can can make Jesus the Lord of your life and become a kingdom citizen. How many teachable people do we have here today? I love that. I love that. You know, when I teach, I teach kingdom citizens, which means that I teach born-again believers. If there's a non-born again believer, he can learn and they become born again believers tonight. But that's the people that I teach. And uh, a lot of times, mostly our young Christians, I love to teach newborns. And and, uh, and if you're under three years, and uh, that being saved under three years, you're new. But then a lot of the older people need to hear it because they've been here for a long time, but they're still struggling. So Somewhere along the line, they haven't received the word yet, or they haven't got it in their heart. And so I keep basic training. I, some people say, Pastor, Pastor Jesse teaches like kindergarten students. And I say, well, you know what? Some people need that. You know, I need it over and over. And they tell me when, they, when they've been here for years, and then all of a sudden they say, man, I got it. Tonight I got it. <laughs> Hallelujah. But before we get started, there's testimonies. I think there's a couple of testimonies. There's one, Miss Maria, she's going to, she her sister came from Mexico, and she got something. I was like, who, who got something? And she told me that day, my sister, she went home, and she got something. So uh, Marion's going to set that for her. Do I have another mic? Or? Okay, good. Hallelujah. Good night. God bless you. I'm very happy and grateful to God. Because he is good and he's marvelous. I'm very nervous, but I have to say. de vuestro entendimiento para que comprobéis cuál es la buena voluntad de Dios, agradable y perfecta. Um, she's reading Romans 12, 2, which tells us to renew our minds and conform to the world. I showed him real quick. Quiero decir que mi hermana la tuve aquí, gracias a Dios, por tres semanas. Estoy muy contenta. My sister visited me for Mexico for three weeks. I'm very happy, or I was very happy. Y pues ella no sabe inglés como yo, verdad? She doesn't speak English like me, right? Pero cuando uno viene recién de México, pues está uno peor porque nomás se cierre window, door, nomás principal. But when you come from Mexico, you really don't know any, you know, just the door, the window. Hello. <laughs> Entonces cuando ella llega aquí, dice, ay, Dios mío. Um, pero dijo, ¿sabes qué? Cuando yo entré aquí en Mexico, dice, yo me enfoqué como el águila. She said, you know, when she came here, she knew it was English church. Um, but she said, I'm going to be focused uh, like the eagle. Eh, en el mensaje, en, el, en lo que Dios quería hacer en, en mi vida. The message what the Lord wanted to do in my life. Y este, pues esa noche, me recuerdo que el pastor Jesse dio la enseñanza de, de que pues no debemos cuando tenemos un, un deseo un plan un propósito a veces no tenemos que contarlo verdad so that night Pastor Jesse was preaching when you have um, a desire or a purpose uh, sometimes you don't tell you just shouldn't tell all y yo cuando hablaba por, con ella por teléfono le decía no lo digas me decía no lo digas hasta que se cumpla lo que tú quieres, el deseo, el plan que tú tienes, no lo digas, vamos a ponerlo en oración. Ay, ¿por qué me quieres que engañe? No, porque el diablo lo puede robar. So I would always tell her, you know, when she would tell me, you know, things going on, I would always say, don't be so quick to, you know, speak negatively, let's pray and agree about it. But she's like, but why don't you want me to, you know, tell you how it really is? And she said, because the devil's going to come and steal what's going to happen. Y pues esa noche definitivamente Dios trató con ella porque el Señor me habló acerca de cuando sus hermanos, cuando dijo usted y sus hermanos quisieron venderlo. Well, that night he thought about uh, Joseph and his brothers trying to sell him. Y el de Zacarías cuando iban a hacer el, el Juan el Bautista. And about Zachariah when John the Baptist was going to uh, 
ella conforme el pastor estaba diciendo, a pesar pues teníamos los audífonos, este, yo, yo miraba y estaba recibiendo, ¿verdad? And I thank God because you know we have headphones so we can understand. And I could see that she was receiving that night. Y sé que fue el Espíritu Santo que que trató con ella y pues conmigo también, ¿verdad? Cada enseñanza que nos da, ¿verdad? And I know it was the Holy Spirit that, you know, helped us in every teaching that we get here. Y gracias a Dios le doy porque dijo, me voy bien bendecida y, y se quedó impresionada porque con la pastora Sandy también. So she wanted to thank God because she left very blessed from the visits that she had here and also with Pastor Sandy. Y por la importancia que le da, a pesar de que es una iglesia grande, me doy cuenta que se interesan tanto por la, la persona. So por for her, she thinks this is a big church. Um, and she said that she loves it here and she sees how the congregation, um, the leaders here are very, in, or, you know, very interested in you personally. Y le dan oportunidad para que se exprese sus emociones y lo que Dios hace en la iglesia. Y ahí va a estar hablando también. And she loved to hear the testimonies, how people were able to express themselves here openly. Y pues le doy muchas gracias a Dios porque eh, a pesar de que esa vez uh, tradujo Olga. Olga, fue tanto, tanto lo que leyó el pastor, tanto, tanto, y hasta Olga cuando terminamos dijo, ay, leí tanto, no sé si me entendieron, perfectamente le entendimos, so y tanto era ese gozo, esa unción que Dios estaba sanando. She said it was a lot for the translator, because Olga has recently started helping us, um, and even when Olga finished translating, she was like, man, that was a lot, I hope y'all understood, but my mom said, yes, we did, it was a lot, but we got it, you know? Sí. A pesar de todo, nos gozamos y le doy tantas gracias a Dios porque dijo, me llevo mucha enseñanza en la mitad de la iglesia, a pesar de que el, por el, el idioma, ¿verdad? Pero ella se fue muy contenta y agradecida con Dios. Y so again, she just wants to say thank you. She left very blessed with the teachings here. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. I always pray, let someone leave with something tonight, you know. The Holy Spirit knows you're sitting here. There's another testimony. Jonathan. Testimonies are so important, you know, because you let not only the pastor or the preacher, the teacher know that you got it, but it encourages us because sometimes, like, I was sitting on my, I, was, I had finished the lessons last week, and, and I was going to start a new one, and then when I was getting in my office to start, start the lesson, the Spirit wouldn't let me, you know, just said, no, you need to continue on what uh, what you've been teaching on. So, you know, there must be someone that really hasn't got it. So today I'm going on part three. Good evening, everyone. So I, as I shared with Pastor Jesse, I, I shared my testimony. And I know Pastor Jesse. <laughs> he says, okay, well, you're going to share it. And I said, um, I don't know if it was last week or the week before when Pastor Jesse was talking about how he just felt um, led by the Holy Spirit to teach about finances and how he felt like he had to be vague. And, and he was like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but someone needs to hear this. And I was like, I, I, I literally, my mouth was open because before Pastor Jesse was starting to teach, I was like, God, what's wrong with all of you? And I was like, man, I feel like I just need to be at the altar. Like, I just need to be at the altar, at the altar to be prepared, you know, and I don't know what's going on, but I know I'm going to be at the altar tonight. So when Pastor Jesse started talking about finances, I was like, what? Holy Ghost, I don't want to go up to the altar for that tonight, you know? Because it, it's in the natural. Like Pastor Jesse said, you're, by this we need to have it already. By this we need to have it already. Um, but I want to be very transparent because I know what's going to happen. And, and Pastor Jesse always says, um, organize well, nice, great job out. And now I'm over here. And now I have this. Now I have that. Like, I've heard it for so many years, but I, I, I kid you not, I've never taken it that simple. Like, I've never taken it with a, what did he do for me? Like, thank you, God. Like, I've never taken it that way. I always just have to, like, the Lord did it, and I have to give it to him. I wasn't able to do that. I felt that I had to give it, you know? And I think that's what happened to you, Carol. Like, I just felt like I had to give it. How? But still, like, it was, I was literally praying, asking, like, Lord, how? I really just wanted to glorify the Lord for Pastor Jesse to even lead me in it because the Lord does want to bless his people. <laughs> it is not for, for his money only. It is for his people. Um, and I just want to say thank you. 
Thank you, my father. All right. Are you ready? Who came hungry for more bread of life? Is your heart soft? You got to come in with a soft heart so we can sow some seed in there. And then Pastor Sandy comes and waters it, and then God gives the increase. Somebody has to sow it, okay? Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So tonight, like I said, you know, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to continue on the same thing that I was doing last week or the last two or three weeks, you know. Um, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I had to obey God, and uh, I was thinking, well, how can I title this? Well, there's really no way to title it except the reading of the will, you know, because that, that we have a will, and I'll read it to you. Thank you, Jesus. So how many believers am I talking to? New believers. How about, how about new believers? And if, okay, I'm going to tell you what a new believer is. If you've been saved less than three years or three years and below, raise your hand. You're a new believer. Okay, hallelujah. The older ones need to learn more too, you know, because sometimes they, they kind of like, you know, they think they know it all. But don't be a know-it-all, okay? Don't ever get to the point that you think you know it all because you never will. The word of God keeps continuing. You know, it's always the s even the same scriptures. They grow. They they change every time you read them. It's not the same because every time you read a scripture, the, the spirit of God gives you revelation on that different than the last time you read it. Thank you, my father. Okay, and take note because it's good to go back on your notes again. And one day you're going to be a teacher, so you're going to go back on your notes and then you know try to uh, teach from your notes. Thank you, Jesus. Because one thing, when you made, listen to this, when you made Jesus the Lord of your life, and you remember when that was, right? You became a child of God. Say, I became a child of God. At that moment. See, that's a one, one thing that most people have missed it. They come and then they go and they don't realize what happened. You know, they, they, they heard it in their head. The pastors tell them, but they still didn't get it in here. Okay. They still think that they're a child of Mr. Rodriguez or Mr. Jose or whoever, you know, and, and they don't get it, you know. And then they're so tight with their families, you know, they think that means, you know. When you become a child of God, that means that you change fathers. You change fathers completely. I mean, you have to know that because once you were dead and now you're alive. And if your father and mother are not alive, then you change completely. You're dead to them, but you don't know that. When you finally know that and you obey that, then God opens the windows of heaven because he knows that you know, see? And he knows when you don't know, too, when you're just saying it. Most Christians are afraid to claim things all because lack of knowledge. We say that over and over, lack of knowledge. You and I have covenant rights. Say covenant rights. And rights to all the promises of God, all the promises of God. However, say however, write it in your notes. However, most Christians don't know all they have. So consequently, they walk around here on earth on their own limited knowledge. Even though they think they know a lot, but in the kingdom of God, that knowledge is limited. Because you learned it from the world. You learned it from your parents. You learned it from your friends. You didn't learn it from God. So it becomes limited. So if you... Open your Bibles or take notes. If you, because I have a lot of scriptures today. Just take the notes and then study them on your own when you get home. Galatians 4.1 in the King James. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Start thinking about what you just read. When you're lack of knowledge, you could be rich, but if you don't know it, then you're like a servant. Now that I mean, in, uh, uh, in, in the Amplified Classic, now what I mean is that as long as a, the inheritor or the heir is a child and underage, he does not differ from a slave, although he is the master of all. Meditate on this, you know. Underage. Some of you are 30, 40, 20. You think, well, I'm not underage, but yes, you are spiritually. Because when you're born spiritually, you're a baby, and you're underage. Until you feed the baby and make him grow, he's underage. And that's what I'm saying. If you're three, three or four years into it, you're still underage. So how do you grow? By eating the bread of life, which is the word of God. Not by going to a religious church. 
God, but, but going to a place where they're feeding you, so it's uncompromised in the word of God because that's why one of my best sayings here for years has been Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. If you, if you obey that, then that's when you eat. You eat on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Now, you can eat on your own, but most people don't. You can't, you can't just think if you're eating on your own, you might, and you can go faster. But most people wait till they come to the church to, to eat the bread of life, which is Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. So that's what you got to write in your notes. I've got to attend, so I've got to grow, okay? I will touch on finances tonight, but first, let me, let me uh, consider who Jesus really was and still is because we have to know that. Right now, we're getting close to Christmas, and everybody's putting little babies under a tree and thinking that that's little baby Jesus. And that's, you know, kind of your head starts to, you know, not be messed up. Jesus is, that's not, you know, when you hear what he is, if you're religious and you're Catholic like I was Catholic, you will never know that Jesus, that little baby under the manger, created everything. You would argue with me. No, he didn't. He's Jesus. The Father created it. He cre- he's the son. No, he created it. Matthew, see, you're, you're stunned. What? Little baby? Yes. Well, that's what you have to learn because it, that, you know, the kingdom of God, it, you have to have knowledge spiritually. You'll find out because everything that I'm going to teach you, I'm going to back it up with the word. I'm not just going to tell you that. You're not going to go home just with that, but you're going to hear the word where it says all this that I'm telling you. Are you with me? So are you ready to learn? Hallelujah. Are you really ready? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I wrote a side note when I was studying this, and I said, you know, religious people, uh, you know, will question, but I'm going to will not tell you that, you know, especially Catholics, because I never thought that Jesus created I always said, no, Jesus is, is the son of God. You know, God created everything. You know? But you just say it like that, God, you know. And uh, so I, I said, I, I wrote a note, religious people will argue with me, and dumb people will argue with me, you know. <laughs> but we're going to back it up with the word. Hallelujah. So Jesus was, and write that in your notes, Jesus was and is the creator of the universe and of this world. Wow. So now when you see the little baby under the tree, you're going to think different. He created everything in this world. So John 1, 3 in the NIV. Though, though through him all things were made. He's talking about Jesus. Without him nothing was made that was made. Amplified classic, all things, all, as everybody say, all things were made and came into existence through him. And without him was not even one thing made that has come into being. Without who? Without Jesus. Colossians 1.16, NIV. For in him all things were created, things in heaven, on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Wow. That's a lot to take in, you know. And I am in him. And say, I am in him. So when you were born again, you were in him. So in him, all things were created. And you are in him. Think about this. Ponder. When you finally get to that point, you will walk a different scene. You will not walk like the normal self. You will not allow your head to control you. You know, you read scriptures like be anxious for nothing, but you, if, if you don't understand who Jesus is in you, you'll be anxious for everything, especially finances. You can't pay your rent. You can't pay your car. You can't pay this. You can't pay that. And, 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 and what happens? You become anxious. Where is it coming from? Well, once you know that you're in him, you don't have to be anxious because what's going to move the hand of God is not being anxious. Because by being anxious, it stops the hand of God because you disobey right there. One scripture. Disobedience, no blessing. Obedience brings the blessing. What pleases God is obedience. And he'll look at you and say, oh, he really believes me. He's broke. He doesn't pay the bills, but he believes me. He's really peaceful. He's not upset. He's not arguing. He's, he's not Falling out, he's still walking around like he has everything. Well, then he'll have everything because he acts like he has everything. Are you understanding? That's the key. Hallelujah. As we, as, as an heir, you're in him, and you have been authorized to use his name. Everything 
in this world will be yours if you understand how to use his name. Not your name, not I, but him. Everything. I had a little pain during the night right around here. I don't know what it was. Immediately, I took my hand, and I said, you can lay hands on whatever it is. I'm going to lay my hand in the name of Jesus. Stop. Then I went back to sleep. I didn't wait to see, to see if it left. I just knew that the name of Jesus has for me. So I just got the answers for nothing. I went back to sleep. And I haven't had it since. That's how you do that. You, you obey God. You talk to him all the time. You don't take aspirins or call the doctor. Right? Because he is your doctor. And he is your aspirin. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. As an heir. Say, I'm an heir. His name is all we need because at the name, every knee will bow. Every knee will bow. Did you hear that? Everything, every disease, everything that's creepy, crawly things, everything will bow at the name. But you have to know it, right? You, you see preachers that you respect, you know, like Dr. Paul Amici and, uh, you know, all those preachers that we hear that you respect. They say, they, they, they pray, they say one word, and then they walk away. They don't watch and see if it happened. They just know, they know, they know, they know. You have to be like that. You have to know. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, in order to know some, you know, if you want to know someone really good, visit their house. So if you want to know God, visit his house. I tell everybody, you know, I mean, I challenge you to come to my house and, and, and before you leave, I challenge you to, I want you to tell me how, what did you feel? What, what did you see? And we had, what, 80, 90, I don't know how many people at my house for my, my birthday party, but I didn't, I didn't do it. Jeff and Lily invited him. I didn't even know who was coming, you know. I invited maybe a couple of people. But, uh, but all of them before they left said, I've never been in this environment. I've never felt it. I mean, did you feel any anxiety? No, I felt peace. So that's what you're supposed to. Then when you leave, you can tell, I know that man because I've been to his house. Are you listening? Are you ready for somebody to come visit you? Without, you know, sweeping everything under the bed, you know? <laughs> so so turn to Revelations 21. T Revelations 21, 10 to 12 in NIV. And he carried me. He this is John, the, the, the apostle John. He was carried. He said, he carried me in the spirit to a mountain. In what? Not in your body. In your spirit. That's the important, that's the key to everything, your spirit. And he carried me in the spirit to a mountain, great and high, and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was, was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with 12 gates and, and with 12 angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, verses eight, 18 and 19 said, The wall was made of jasper and the city of pure gold. Are you hearing it? As pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald. Now, verse 21, The 12 gates were 12 pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of gold as pure as transparent glass. That is the house of your father. That is the house of your father. That is the house of your father. You need to get that in your heart. That is, a, that is his house. What is your house? You have to just believe that is the house of my father. I can walk in victory. I have a rich dad. Man, who's able to even imagine such a place? That's why the joy that was set before me, you know, like Jesus said, you know, he suffered the cross for the joy that was set before him. I'm, I mean, the, that 
choice that is set before me, that house that I'm going to be living in, I'm, I'm excited every day, no matter how my legs hurt, my feet hurt, my back hurts, my whatever, I am excited to live. That's why I keep my, my peace. I keep my be anxious for nothing. I keep happy. I keep joy. And I talk to him daily and all the time because I'm for the joy that is set before me. Why am I going to stay pure and holy and righteous? For the joy that is set before me. Why if somebody does something wrong to me and makes me upset or whatever, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'll take it. Why? For the joy that is set before me. I'm not going to lose it because I know what's before me. This. <laughs> Who's going to live like this? I mean, hallelujah. I want to see this place. Hmm. I walked into the emergency room yesterday, Kingwood, to check a patient defibrillator. The ugliest place on earth. The, the emergency room. Stretchers everywhere. People lined up all around. The rooms are all filled and stretches on the hallways, all down the hallway. The man that I was to check, an older man, you know, uh, had a defibrillator on a stretcher. Wanted to use the bathroom. Nobody listened to him. Nobody heard him. I didn't have no place to put my machine at. I had to rig it up under the stretcher and find a plug. And, and, and as I was doing this, I was talking to God, you know. God, don't ever let me come here. Don't ever let me go to any emergency room. Take me to this place from my bed to your place in my sleep. Do not, Holy Spirit. I talked all the way out to Glenwood and I came back to the car. Please don't ever let me come in here. I talked to Benny at home. Don't take me to the hospital ever. <laughs> you know, no matter what happens, I want to go home. This home. Because the joy at this home, I'm what? I don't want an emergency room. You have to talk like that. I mean, most people don't talk. They just, I don't know what they do. They don't talk. They get in a car and they turn the radio on. My radio, my car hadn't been on for I don't know how long. I don't turn radios on because I got to talk to God all the time. You need to understand that. Our Father and the Son of the, and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one. Say one. Design, they designed and created this place called heaven. For you, <laughs> for us, the redeemed ones. Say, I'm the redeemed one. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Say, that's me. See, we have a place there, a place called there. John Osteen has a book called A Place Called There. Get it? That's what he's talking about. I'm at the place called there. You can be on heaven and earth. You can be here at the place called there before you get there. Can walk in this place here. Most people don't. Get away from those people that don't. Thank you, Jesus. That's our eternal home. If you not become a citizen of that place tonight, you can make a, a you can become a citizen of that place. You can come and get the Lord Jesus in your heart, and then you are a citizen of this place, which is be awaiting for you. And some people go in their young days. There's People that die young, there's people that get car accidents. That you never know. You know, thank God that he's given me a lo long life, but some people are already gone somewhere. But if you are born again, you are going in there, this place, beautiful place. So on, don't, don't leave without it. Make yourself a citizen of this place. Thank you, Jesus. In the beginning was the word. What an awesome God we serve. What an awesome God we serve. What an awesome God we serve. Heaven and earth adore him. Hmm. You didn't know I could sing, huh? I thought Pastor Sandy's the only one that can sing. All right. <laughs> what an awesome king we serve. All right, Psalms 2410 in NIV. Who is this king of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. Thank you, Jesus. John 1030 in NIV. I and the Father are one. Ponder on that. I said Jesus created everything. It says right here, I and the Father are one. And in John 14, 9, in NIV, Jesus answered, don't you know me? And he's talking to Philip, but he's talking to you. Don't you know me? Even I've been among you for such a long time. Some of you have been saved for years. Don't you know me? I've been in you for such a long time. Don't you know me? Anyone has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show me the Father? He's been in you all this time. Who's getting it? Take this down. The Father loves me. 
say the Father loves me. When you get that revelation, you don't need man, woman, or child, or nobody to love you. you the Father loves me. No matter what happens, you can always turn and say, well, thank God the Father loves me. <laughs> that should carry you. Let me give you some more good news. Turn to Genesis uh, 14, 19. 14, 19 says, and he blessed Abram. That's Melchizedek. That was a form of Jesus. He said, he blessed Abram, saying, blessed be Abram by God. Say by God. Most high creator of heaven and earth. That was like a form of Jesus telling him that here on earth. That's way before the baby Jesus was born. Way in the Old Testament. And he blessed him and said, blessed favored with blessings, made blissful, joyful, be Abram by God most high, possessor and maker of heaven and earth. Did you hear that? Okay, so he he was the one that created heaven and earth, possessor. Then Abram paid his tithes, just like we do here in church. The first person he paid tithes was Melchizedek, was a form of Jesus. He Abram had just won a big war and had all kind of stuff that he got from the enemy. The first king he gave it to this man Melchizedek, which is Cain and in our in our place like we do now. Here's the good news. You and I inherited all that Abram got. Because that's why we always say in, 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 in uh, Christian schools, the kids sing, we father Abraham. Well, he is our father. And everything that father God, we have. So, so you inherited all that he got. Okay? So you can say this, and you can write this in your notes, or you can repeat them on your own during the day. I am blessed and joyful, favored by God most high, creator and possessor of heaven and earth. I am blessed. I am joyful. I am favored. Now, how can you be in a bad mood or mad or, 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 or anxious when you're saying, I am blessed, joyful, favored by God at the same time? You can't. You can't say these words and still be nervous, still be, I wish, I wish, I wish I had, I wish I had. You, no. Just you, this is what faith is. You start saying these words when you don't have, when you don't physically see it, but you're saying it, so you're creating it because the mouth creates your world. Just like your mouth, just like the world was created by the word of God, the w your world will be created by your words. Not saying what you are. Don't tell nobody what you are. You know, tell them what God said you are, and let them look at you funny. But then they want to hang around with you because nobody wants to be around a person that's uh, not joyful and not blessed and, and always talking negative. No. The creator of heaven and earth is your father and my father. And he has put his love in us. He has put his love in us. Are you listening? I know some of you are learning tonight, right? Don't be a know-it-all. Come in with an open heart. Learn, you know. I used to be... I know it all, say, but now I know, and now I go and learn. In First John four eight uh, sixteen and seventeen, we read that that we read that because we have His perfect love in us, say, I have His perfect love, perfect love, not man love. Okay, so as He is, so are we. Why? Because we have His perfect love in us, not man love, but spiritual love, His love, supernatural love. That love loves the unlovable. That love wants to hug everybody. I always say, when you have that love, you go outside, you hug a tree. Because you have that love. You can't just, you know, I'm just going to. I know in the world you don't want to hug everybody, but that, but you feel, and the, when you have the perfect love, you feel like hugging everybody. And I'm so glad that on my last days are better than my first because I can get away with hugging everybody because of my age. I was young. I had to be careful, but now, man, I'm like your, I'm your father, man. Father me now. Every time I see Miss Elizabeth, then I hug her. Every time, you know. I mean, I just want to love on people. I love the little kids that hug me, you know. That, that that's the love of God. That's the perfect love. They feel that love. Hmm. So then, take don't take my word for it. Turn turn there, you know. Everything that I tell you. I'm going to back it up with the word. In 1 John 4.16, in the Common English Bible, I don't think I have that uh, Common English Bible. I, I gave it to Jared, but I don't know if he found that. 
Thomas Eagles Bible. I'll read it. We have known and have believed the love that God has for us. You need to know. It says we have known. So if you don't know, you need to know. And you should and and you need to believe. It says we have known and have believed the love that God has for us. So those two key words, you have to know and you have to believe. Those two words. That God is love. Say God is love. And those who? You. Those who remain in love remain in God. Come on, you need to understand this. You have to remain in God, and God is love. But if you don't remain in love all the time, then at times you're coming in and out of love. That's not what he said. He said God is love, and those who remain in love remain in God, and God remains in them. I mean, just underline that and ponder on it. Think about it. At the times when you're not in love, you're, he's not in you. He says, he says, those that remain in love, remain in God, and God remains in you. I don't want him to even step out the door for nothing. Stay in me. This is how love has been perfected in us so that we can have confidence on the judgment day because we are exactly the same as God in this world. Those are big words. We are exactly the same as God in this world. Why? Because he is my father, and I have his character. But I have to show it. I can't just talk about it. I have to show it. Are you understanding? We have to show his love. In Exodus 9.29, um, uh, before I got there, I said, uh, on my side notes on this when I was reading it, I said, not in, not in and out of love. One day, you're love, and next day, you're not. Who, how many know people like that? One minute, they're love. Next day, they're gone. They don't talk to you. They just walk right by you. <laughs> Remaining in love means that you're always looking at you. Hey, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. It's one thing that Martha and I do all the time. Right now, every time she sees me, I love you. You know, I love you, honey. I love you. I love you. I love you. That word just comes out. I love you. I love you. And I love you more. You know, I love you. funny, I said, Jeff's my son. She said, no, he's my son. <laughs> I, I told her a while ago when I left, I said, you mean that fat son? I said, no, he's not fat. <laughs> That's love, you know. <laughs> Don't get juicy. So in Exodus 9.29, in NLT says, all right, Moses replied, as soon as I leave the city, I will lift my hands and pray to the Lord. Then the thunder and the hail will stop. And, and here's the key, the underline. And you will know, say I will know, that the earth belongs to the Lord. See? You have to show, like, like, like Moses did, your friends and your relatives, that the earth belongs to the Lord. Because if you talk, they see it, and then they know, oh, I know. You have to pray. When the storm is there, show them right before them. Express your hands. Jesus, stop the rain. You know? We were going to have a party in my house, and the, and the day before, it was pouring rain. And I said, I went in the yard. God, I'm your son. I'm your son. You want me to have a good time with it? My, my brothers, my sons, my daughters? Uh, please don't let it rain, and don't let it be cold. And guess what? The next day, Saturday, everybody stayed on the outside in the backyard. No rain. You know, I was, I was like a fool calling out when, when they were doing the rain the day before with my hands stretched out like Moses. Because you have to believe, you have to be dumb, act, act dumb in front of your friends, you know. Your neighbors think you're crazy. That's all right. They probably thought, hey, Moses said, as soon as I leave the city, watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to lift my hands up, and then you're going to know because the hail and all that's going to stop. Some, some of you are going to are looking at me like I'm crazy, but that's just me. I have the proof. <laughs> I'm walking. I'm a, I'm a walking proof. <laughs> know and understand says the Holy Spirit, our teaching, know that the earth belongs to the Lord, our Father, and you and I are heirs, kings, and priests. Come on, get excited. Some of you know all this, but you're still living in wonderland. You heard it before. I heard that. I've heard Pastor Sandy teach it. I've heard so-and-so evangelism, I teach it. I've heard that. You, you sit there and you listen. You travel the world looking for teachers 
and you hear it all the time, and you're still living in Wonderland. I wonder when my life will, will turn for the better. I wonder when my joy will be full. I wonder when my finances will get better. Stop wondering. Say you are. And don't look around for an answer. You have the answer in the Bible in front of you. And you have a, a, a place where Pastor Sandy and I teach the word. You don't need to be looking around. Because who know, you know, God knows he's got a plan for your life, but he's got a future for your life. He's got a plan for your life. But the other pastors, whatever they are, you know, all over the world, they don't have the same plan. They might have a plan for a certain group. And, yeah, it's okay once in a while, but don't just always. I know people that follow everywhere. They've been doing it since I was in Lakewood in 1980. They've been following, you know. They used to tell Pastor Richard, they used to tell me the same thing. You know, Jesse, they only knew that they had the best teacher here. They don't have to go there and there and there and there, you know. And then they and then they try to promote it to you, like what I learned. I don't care what you learn. I know what I'm learning because we have a good teacher here. If our teacher wasn't good, then, yeah, I mean, let's go look. But look, we got the best teachers here. And we got the, you see the, the fruit, you know, the leadership. I can get away with saying things. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, that I'm an older man. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. Stop wondering. <laughs> you already have it. Get this knowledge in your spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation on it. What did I say? Ask. Ask me. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation on the knowledge that you're learning. Open it up. Say, well, you know, I didn't understand everything that Pastor Jesse uh, uh, is saying, but Holy Spirit, give me the revelation on it, and then he'll do it. And then you'll come back next week and say, I got it. Man, the Holy Spirit give you, what are you learning tonight? <laughs> Who wants to eat some more? <laughs> so let me, le le let's learn of who father the who our father is and how rich we are i said we are not you you know he's rich but if you have a father that's rich you should follow up and say i'm rich because of who he is i said how rich you are say i'm rich you have to say it over and over and over i'm rich i'm rich i'm rich you don't understand it doesn't happen overnight the confession brings possession. If you have to say it, you have to say it when you don't have nothing, but you have it. You call the things that be not as though they are. You have to be a fool for God and say it. And people around you here, you think you're crazy, but then one day they're going to see that you were not crazy. You actually created that. Yeah? You created that. And so you're convinced. You have to be convinced. Who? The spirit in you has to be convinced. You said, oh, now I got it. Because So when you're rich, how do you walk? But when you're not and you haven't got it, how do you walk? Nervous. Phone call. You know, I don't want to answer that one, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> Have a plan for your life. That's why I say when I talk to people, I say, I want to know, show me how much you make. Show me, you know, let me let me see, okay, you, you got to take this here, you got to take this there. Show me from that. Okay, you, you can start with a little bit. But I want to see you next in a month or two. We're going to sit again, and I guarantee you this number here is going to go, because you're going to do this, and you're going to do that. You're going to put, you're going to take the first ten out, then you're going to put the same amount or, or a little bit less in a savings account, and then you're going to pay everything that you have. And, and if you want to see somebody, see the bill collector, not God. <laughs> and I do it, and they start doing what I. That's what I did, you know. Now, all of a sudden, this this one starts to grow, and this one is from God starts to grow, you know, and 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 then you pay a certain amount in your bills, and then this one starts to go down. You walk out, the savings up. You used to have twelve thousand dollars for the credit card, and now you got twelve thousand dollars savings account and no credit card, right? But you didn't just eat it. Visa 200, you didn't put 200 in your savings account. Every every payday. And before you know it, you got a big savings. Something happens, you think it's your truck. And 
I know a lot of people got a hold of this from the old guys from years ago. If you had a, if if you were here and and you need a thousand dollars to get out and you cash and you, how many you could get out? Cash. That's what this this thing is config. You gotta start saving money so you can have money in case something happens. You got money there. Thank you, Jesus. So you say it until you're convinced. You have to be convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are heirs to all that God says we are. That's why you have to get as much information about who our Father is and pray that the information turns into revelation. Not just get information, but pray that that information you got turned into revelation. Okay? Are you with me? Ponder on that. Ponder for a while. Hmm. In Joshua 3.11, we read that the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth passed over before you, in, before you into Jordan. Underline the covenant of the Lord. Some people read the scriptures, but they don't understand it. They don't relate it to, to, to what we're talking about. But you have every scripture can be related to a lot of things. So you said here, the covenant of the Lord passed before them. That means there's a covenant, okay? Underline the covenant of the Lord. All the earth, we have to know that. We know that. That our Father is the Lord of all the earth. Hmm. Hallelujah. If you turn to First Chronicles and Amplified 29, 11 to 12, it says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty indeed. Say indeed. Everything that is in the heavens and on earth are yours. Yours is the dominion and kingdom, O Lord, and you exalt yourself as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you. From who? Riches and honor come from your father, not from people. Don't expect riches to come from somebody else. Expect riches and honor come from him. He can open the windows and appoint the riches to fall in your hand by using people. But we thank God for it, not the person that blessed you. Right? And, and you rule over all. Over what? All. In your hand is power and might, and it is your hands to make great and to give strength to everyone. He is the father. Those are great words. Did you hear that? He's our father, and part of our inheritance are riches and honor and strength. He wants you to be rich, honored, and strength. So, but, say but, we must please him. There's the key. We must please him by obeying his word and stay holy and righteous. If we please our father, we will not stay in poverty. I'm going to repeat that. If you please your father, you will not stay in poverty. If you're still in poverty... Examine yourself. Somewhere you're doing something that's not pleasing him. Because if you're pleasing him, you will not remain in poverty or shame or lowness or weakness. Honor means to be recognized. Honor means to be recognized, to have a good reputation. When people talk about you, they say, oh, man, that person, wow, that person, uh, uh, man, I know that person. I, I'll give you an example, a testimony just this morning. I was doing a clinic, and the doctor was on, and humble, and like six patients arrived, and the person was so early, like 8 o'clock in the morning, and I'm usually used to stop and eating breakfast before I go see my first patient, and today I, I, didn't, I didn't eat breakfast like noon, so, so I said, man, I got to sneak through the cafeteria and go see the patient, so I could give me some breakfast, so I went, and uh, got me some eggs real quick before between patients, and the lady at the, at the cashier said, hey, Jesse, what are you doing? And I said, I'm, 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 I'm helping Dr. Tommy. Dr. Tommy's over there with his wife. And she said, uh, you know what? And I had my eggs and coffee, whatever that was, big quick. And, and she said, I'm going to put Dr. Ronnie's name on it. And then she just said, okay. I didn't pay. I said, then when I was reading this uh, later, I said, honor means to be recognized, to have a good reputation. Man, I got free breakfast, you know, because the doctors eat free, you know. They, they just put their name on it. Person the line, and I'll, I'll just put Dr. Ronnie's name on it. Forget about it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Holy Ghost, holier, right? Yell out, thank you, my father. <laughs> Job 41:11 in the NLT. Who has given me? Who has given me anything that I need to 
is to pay back. That's God saying, who has given me anything that, that I need to pay back? Who? Who do I owe anything? You, God don't owe no, nobody anything. He owns everything. So who? Everything in heaven is mine. There's another one. Everything in heaven is mine, said the Lord. And if it's his, and he owes no man anything, then he's my dad, then I'm going to inherit no debt. Everything belongs to my father. He'll put my name on it. The earth, you know, in Psalms 24, 1 in NLT, the earth is the Lord's and everything and everything in it. The world and all his people belong to him. This is our father. He loves me. Say he loves me. Say my father loves me. We are heirs and what he is, so are we. Are you getting it? When you leave tonight, you, man, you're going to feel a lot better than when you came in because you're going to walk with a little heart. People are going to say, why are you so excited? Because I found out who my father really is. Woo, I thought it was Mr. Martinez and all that. No, man, he's God, you know. <laughs> my father is God. And then they're going to want what you have because, man, I got to go to that church, you know. And then you bring. They'll hear the same thing. Hallelujah. You need to know that you know that you know. Be aware of who you are. Who you are. Psalms 104, 24, NLT. Oh, Lord, what a variety of things you have made. Is wisdom, you have made them all. The earth is full of your creation. And then all riches, in other, in other verses says all riches. The earth is full of your riches. The earth is full of his riches, not in heaven. He got, he's got a, a mansion for us in heaven, but he just said that the earth is full of his riches. So if they're in earth, then you're on earth, and you're his son. Let him show you by revelation where is your riches. Dad, dad, show me. I'm your son. Where? I know they're here. Where are they? And he'll point you to the right direction. <coughs> so let me ask you a question. Are you a son or a daughter of the Most High? Then learn what you have in the Father. That's it. Learn what you have already, not born again. You already have it. You just need to please him. Please him. That's the key. And a lot of people are not pleasing him because they don't know it. They're ignorant. I didn't know that I'm not pleasing God. When you talk negative, you're not pleasing God. When you're anxious, you're not pleasing God. You know, when you're, when you're begging for something, you're not pleasing God. When you start confessing and saying how great you are in him, and then he gets happy with you, and then he blesses you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Isaiah 66.1 in the NLT. This is what the Lord says. That's your father. Listen. This is what our father says. Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Could you build me a temple as good as that? Could you, could you build me such a resting place? No. In Haggai 2.8 in NLT, the silver is mine. What? And the gold is mine, says the Lord of heaven. The silver is his, and the gold is his, and I'm his son. The silver is his, the gold is his, and I'm his son. Man, when, when it gets in you, when it finally gets in you, 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 you will change. But if he's my father, then I want to please him. You know, I, I tell my granddaughter that, I tell my son that, I tell my daughter that at home, if you please me, then you have favor with me. When you don't please me, I wouldn't do that for you, but you're pleasing me. And that's what, if you please God, he's going to give you everything. But he won't please God if you don't change your attitude. He wants uh, you to have an attitude like him, of peace and joy, where people want to be with you. What are you hearing? Imagine, he calls us his children. We are the beloved. How can you not praise him, thank him, not only in the church on Sundays or Wednesdays, no, all day, every day, all day, every day. Did you hear me? All day, every day. Always look for a blessing. I mean, if you if you see uh, if some if, if I sit on that chair, Pastor Sammy sits on the chair, and they're not here, sit on the chair. Why? Because the anointing's in that chair. Isn't that right, Peter? Come tell them about the anointing on the bed that way. We need to learn this because men of God have learned this. The anointing, 
you, you, you look for the anointing, not the word. get it see you you have to be bold you know and somebody asks you hey, come sit right there i'll share my message there you know hey that says anointing you know i was told how really gifted but i'm not here you sit there that's anointing and i can see this man's changing day after day after day getting bolder and bolder he's gonna testify one day and he's gonna preach you know he's gonna have the teaching spirit in him but uh, some people are like gone you know Bag, you know, whatever, you know, come on, be bold, you know, accept it. When I first start, started going to Florida, I think uh, when Pastor Sandy was talking about all the trips he took and all that, I think one day we were looking at, uh, at Pastor uh, in, uh, in Florida, uh, in Brian Hub, uh, yeah, Brown, and, and, uh, and, uh, and I asked Pastor Sandy to watch the program, and, she, and I went in her office and said, you want to go? And I said, what? You mean you would go? And she said, yeah. I said, well, let's go. We went together to the first time, you know, to Florida. That's how we met her. And when they asked me to sit on the second row, man, I, I ran up there, you know. I mean, so, because I was getting close, you know. One time my wife was sitting like, on the, I think second or third row when, when the first, when, when he passed by laying hands. And Martha went, she bent herself over the second row, put her head almost to the front of Martha, and he laid hands on her. She did it on her own. And let him lay hands on her. So, but uh, see, I, I've always been bold. You know, I, when I go to the front, I don't care. You know, I sit in the anointed seat, and and I, I saw all the men of God that came through through our church. And when they sit in the chair, I would go sit next on the same chair with them. You know, because I'm only for anointing. You know, you want what I want, what He has. You know, and God, that's how it works. You know, that's why you don't want just nobody to lay hands on you. You know, somebody you don't know who it is. You know, and they, you try to take your hands off. I don't want. I don't want what you have, you know. You know, because you get that, you know. I don't want nobody in my house that's that's not saved, you know. I don't want no devil walking in my my house and leaving something behind, you know. I make sure that about all the people that are in my house, they were all my, they were all born again, all of them, not one lost person, you know. And that's how you gotta act. You gotta protect the anointing of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I walk around thanking him all day long. When you really get this revelation in you, 
we will walk to up to anyone. Anyone. You know, you will not you will not be afraid of nothing. And say, do you know who I am? You but don't I'm I'm just kidding, don't do that. No. <laughs> don't be arrogant. Don't be arrogant. Be humble. I gave you Old Testament truths, but let me real quickly give you some New Testament truths. I know you heard the Old Testament. Look what the New Testament says. The New Testament for the earth, in 1 Corinthians 10, 26, in the Passion says, For the earth and all its abundance belongs to the Lord. Philippians 2, 6 to 11, in the, in the Passion translation says, He existed in the form of God, yet he gave no thought to seizing equality with God as his supreme prize. Instead, he emptied himself of his outward glory by reducing himself in the form of a lowly servant. He became human. He became baby Jesus. Did you hear that? It wasn't there. He it was already grown, but he became human. He started all over. He became a baby. <laughs> think, now when you see him on the, on the mantle or, or on the tree, you're going to think different. That's the Lord that created everything. He actually became a baby, but he was already there when he created Wow, why would I do that? Tell your friends that. They'll think you're crazy, but just teach them, you know. <laughs> By reducing himself as a servant, he became human. He humbled himself and became vulnerable, choosing to be revealed as a man and was obedient. Was what? Obedient. That's the key. Uh, he was a perfect example. Underline this. Even in his death, a criminal's death by crucifixion, he did all this to save you and me. Because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. Because of what? That's how he's going to multiply you. Because of your obedience. Every time you obey him, you know, he knows that you're obeying him. And he's, he's going to, because of your obedience, you know, God will exalt you and multiply your greatness. He has, he has now been given the greatest of all names. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to this name in the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and in the demonic realm. And every tongue will proclaim in every language, Jesus Christ is Lord, Yahweh, bringing glory and honor to God the Father. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation on what you learned tonight in your Bible study. Your life will take a jump forward, I guarantee it. Thank you, Jesus. It takes revelation to fully understand that Jesus was with the Father at the dawn of creation and lived in heaven with the Father and his angels. In closing, let me read Revelation 21, 21 in the Passion Translation. The streets of the city was pure gold, clear as crystal. Can you fully, can you comprehend that? The streets were, you know, gold to Jesus is what asphalt is to us. Concrete. What concrete is to us. Gold is to Jesus. The streets were of gold, transparent gold. A promise. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you. Do I have time to, to give the Passion Standard three, um, <laughs> three points? <laughs> three points. I promise about finances, though. There's no reason for us to ever be in lack, in lack of, of the essentials. However, the key is obedience. Say obedience. Okay, hallelujah. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. So I, I have, I think I have three instructions. Uh, do I have time to give you three instructions on finances? All right. Matthew 6, 30 to 33 in the Amplified. Instruction number one. Write that in your note. Instruction number one. But if God so clothed the grass in the field, which today is alive and green, and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace, will he not much more surely clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, underline the next two words. Do not worry. Did you hear that? That is one of the keys to obedience. Most people live in a state of worry. Do not worry and be anxious saying, what are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or how am I going to pay my bills? Or how am I buying my ma Stop it. Obedience is the key. Do not worry or be anxious about your provisions. Let me read it in the message real quick because it's good. If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which never been even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you? Question, don't you think? Take pride in you. Do this best for you. He'll do the best for you. What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax. Say relax. To not be so preoccupied with getting. Relax. Most Christians get so preoccupied with getting, they miss God's giving. So you can respond to God's giving, you know. 
something. 